This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. Good Friday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture has confirmed a significant corn purchase from China. According to USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service, China has purchased 300,000 metric tons of U.S. corn. That puts the current marketing year, which began in September, already on par with the entire 2017-2018 marketing year. Tom Slight with the U.S. Grains Council called the purchases encouraging, especially in light of current U.S.-China trade negotiations. American negotiators are set to return to China over the weekend for another round of talks. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer will lead the delegation. More on that subject in Bill Thompson's story on agripulse.com. Stories are emerging from the flooding in Nebraska and surrounding states, giving a clear picture of just what happened. Pete McClymont is the executive director of the Nebraska Cattlemen's Association. He says all aspects of the beef production system have been impacted. We've heard of an instance where uh, somebody lost 300 cows because obviously we're calving this time of year, and so you have your cows in locations that are central so you can get to them, watch them, provide the care, and so at the end of the day, you can't believe those things. Then, then one that uh, is really amazing is um, in East Central Nebraska, the Platte uh, broke its banks, cut a new channel, and went through an operation and washed away 1,200 head of feeder cattle. So this is not just uh, cow-calf, this is not just feedlot, it's every part of production. McClymont says a fund has been established to assist impacted producers. We feel confident we're going to get lots of donations in from benevolent people across the country. Uh, Just this morning we got our mail and there was probably a stack of two inches thick of letters from people that have sent us monies to contribute via check. He says the goal is to distribute the funds as quickly as possible. For more information on the fund, visit NebraskaCattlemen.org. A former federal regulator and current cultured meat expert says the U.S. has the chance to lead on overseeing new innovations. AgriPulse's Ben Nully has more. A cell-based meat company says policymakers and regulators need to foster innovation to adapt to the future marketplace. Eric Schulze is vice president of product and regulation at Memphis Meats. Speaking at AgriPulse's summit earlier this week, he says innovation should be the centerpiece of U.S. scientific policy over the next 20 years. The U.S. regulatory system is one of the most comprehensive systems in the world, if not the most, and, and also the most advanced and looked to by other countries. So I think we are more than poised to be uh, set, up, set up really well by 2040. And not to say that new policy won't be needed, but we have an incredible framework already in place that, that is incredibly robust and has served us very well so far. Schulze adds the company has been impressed with the Department of Agriculture and the Food and Drug Administration's continued development of regulatory framework for cell-based meats. He adds the U.S. will continue to be the vanguard of science, engineering, and technology across the globe for the years to come. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. Miss this week's AgriPulse Ag and Food Policy Summit or want to watch one of the speakers or sessions again? Check back with AgriPulse.com next week for videos of the event. Finally today, the Department of Agriculture is out with new survey results showing almost no veterinary drug residues are in the nation's pork supply. According to USDA's Agricultural Research Service, more than 1,000 pork kidneys were sampled in the survey. They say the results show producers are following veterinary instructions carefully and the residues in pork are not posing a health concern to U.S. consumers. 
Only six of the samples purchased at grocery stores in four Midwest states tested positive for residues of five commonly used drugs. A deeper check yielded similar results. ARS says regardless of the testing method, residue levels of all veterinary compounds were always well below U.S. regulatory tolerances. That's all for today's Drive Time, brought to you by the American Farm Bureau, the voice of agriculture. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.